it's exciting what God is doing in us as a people. What the Lord wants to speak into our life, I want to tell you, will be life-changing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Will be life-changing to us. We want to be open to hear from the Word of God. And uh, I am just so uh, today in awe that God is patient and loving and kind and caring, merciful, looks down into our life and, and, and continuously speaks to us. Praise God. You know, he could have given up on me a long time ago, but he hadn't. And I thank God for that. I thank God today that he still cares and that he still shows his love and mercy in my life. I, uh, I, I had a message that I shared with uh, the congregation on Wednesday morning, Wednesday evening. And my thoughts have continued on that line of thinking uh, since then. And then uh, the Lord gave me a message. And this was one of those where uh, if you've never been in the position that I'm in to have to speak and, you know, you, uh, you, the Lord gives you something. And sometimes you look and say, okay, now God, uh, you know, when, when do, you, do you really want me to preach this? When do you want me to preach this? What's the setting for it? And, and, uh, and then, you know, the Lord don't give you anything else. He just keeps bringing you back. And then the Lord begins to open up his word and allow us to share. And today, uh, the lesson that I have is a strong lesson. It's a lesson that I ask you to be open to, to hear from God. Uh, because I believe that God wants to make adjustments. I, like I said, I, I think that God wants to adjust our thinking. Are you willing for God to adjust your thinking? Praise God. I'm going to read the scriptures today. I'm going to read about four, uh, four different settings uh, of scripture today. And, and uh, I want you to hear what the Lord would say. Matthew 27 and 37. This is the scripture that I used on Wednesday. Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and all thy mind. Matthew 6 and 24 says, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. In Matthew 16 and 24, then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself to take up his cross and follow me. Luke 14 and 26, if any man come to, me, come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Now, these scriptures are all very hard, uh, hard and uh, very direct and very plain and uh, 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 very, very, very direct in the, the way that they speak to us, especially the last scripture. And I'm going to say some things today to round that out. But I uh, and I believe the word of God supports this. But the, the, the conscious decision, we talked Wednesday about uh, the loving the Lord our God with all of our hearts heart with all of our soul, with all of our mind. And we talked about the fact that there's a heart decision that you make when you come to God and, and God pricks that heart and you feel that calling and tug of the Lord on you. And, and, and many of us have made that heart decision where we've said, God, I want to pursue you with my heart. And we come to the Lord and, and uh, we pray and we ask him for forgiveness and we feel that cleansing as he cleanses our life and makes our heart free from the guilt of sin. Uh, there's that, uh, and, and, and today I, I talked about the soul decision. Uh, you know, we all have uh, an eternity that we are, are, are conscious of, and, and a soul decision for God is where we really put our trust in the hands of Jesus Christ and in his blood and his redeeming power that he could save us and that our soul can be entrusted into his hand. Our future, our, our, our destiny is, is entrusted into 
him. And, uh, and the Lord uh, uh, wants us to love him in that way. He, he, he expects us to give him a heart decision and give our heart over to him. He expects us to trust him with our soul. Unless you can trust God with your destiny. I know people uh, who, who believe in the Lord and, and, and they probably could discuss the Lord and talk to you about the Lord uh, even more extensively than I can from the word of God. And, and they got scripture to back up what they believe, but they can just never reach that point where they have loved the Lord with their soul and put their soul into his trust and trust him for the outcome in their life. They just, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're wrapped up in their sin and they're wrapped up in, in, in their uh, uh, own uh, abilities and, and their own weaknesses and they can't trust the Lord that he can, he can be their overcoming power. And then we, on Wednesday, we talked about the heart and, and how that there is a conscious decision uh, of the heart and the conscious decision of the soul. But then we got there around to the mind and we begin to talk about the battle that we all fight with our mind and the things that present itself. And, and I'm not going to go through and re-preach Wednesday messages, a 45-minute message all its own. But uh, we, we talked about the fact that we're living in an information age. We're living in a day when there's information information available and all the time you can you can have things that are presented to you and they can occupy your mind and your mind becomes consumed and, and you become obsessed with things and, and and first thing you know you can't even concentrate on serving God or praying or or reading the word because that information and things that are going on just occupies your mind and your mind stirring the news can do it to you the media can do it to you the entertainment industry can do it to you the computer can do it to you, uh, Facebook and email and, and Twitter and, and you know, all that. We're, we got all that uh, stuff coming at us. And the first thing you know, our minds are totally distracted. We become obsessed with things that we uh, want, that we desire, that we need. I talked about the process of buying a car. I mentioned a, an incident where Brother uh, Henry McRae told me one time about wanting a little uh, air tank. And, and he said he fell in love with that thing and he saw it and he wanted it and, and he went home and he, he went back and looked at it and he said he just become obsessed and he couldn't stand it till he finally got up and went and bought one and, and he put it in his barn and never used it. But he was obsessed. You, you know, you, you want things and that, and that things kind of gets a hold of your mind. But the Lord says that we're to love him. This is the commandment of the God of heaven, Jehovah, hallelujah, repeated by Jesus Christ. Thou shalt love the Lord with all thy heart with all thy soul, with all thy mind. The first and great commandment. And today, uh, I believe that God is calling for us to do exactly that. And, and, uh, and then uh, I, I begin to, uh, uh, really the Lord began to talk to me about these scriptures. And I, I come to this scripture in Matthew 6 and 24. It says, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one or love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And, and a lot of times we take that scripture and we just put it over there and, and we quickly talk about the struggle that we have with the desire for monetary or, or financial or earthly gain. And, and then, uh, but the Lord began to talk to me about all the aspects of mastership in our life and, and how that our lives can be mastered by many things. And I'm going to talk about and drill into that a little bit today because I believe that this is a challenge particularly. We can, we can have our relationships that become our master. We can have our career that becomes our master. We can have our interests, our hobbies, our, our objectives in life, our, our, uh, our career, our job, our, our financial situation become our master. And I want you to just bear with me today as we go through some of these things and talk about this, that, uh, that I want you to understand what Jesus Christ him said. He said, no man can serve two masters. You can hate the one and love the other, or you can cling to the one and despise the other. And the Lord just began to talk to me about the struggles that we have in our life. 
We all are professed Christians. I've always said, I mean, I, I would just assume just globally, I'm going to say in this room today, we have a, a collection of people who have professed Christ as their Savior and they've given God their heart. They've, they've surrendered their heart. They've entrusted their soul into his hands. They, they want to serve him. They want to uh, be uh, servants of him. And, and, uh, and, and yet there's these struggles and this uh, battle that we fight and there's this contention and, and, and that goes on in our life. And, and, and sometimes we find ourselves in a, in, in a, in a struggle so much that, uh, as, as Jesus said, there's a despite that goes on between us and the things that pull against us. The fact of the matter is Jesus has made it very clear. You can't have two masters. As long as there's two masters in your life, you're going to struggle. As long as there's two things that are pulling at you and, and drawing you and, and, uh, and pulling away from your life, uh, you can't serve God and, and something else. You, you can't be in servitude to God and, and, and another cause. It's gonna, it's gonna be a battle that is always gonna be there. It's gonna be pulling at you and, and, and as, as the word said, the Lord says the, the event, uh, the results of having two masters in your life is that you'll cling to the one and despise the other. You'll find yourself in uh, uh, an allegiance to this one thing that we, and, and, and most of the time it's not a, uh, it's not a life decision that we have. It's a, it's, 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 it's cycles we go through. We go through a period of time where we say, and we make our commitment to God and, and it's like, oh, I'm going to seek the Lord and I'm going to follow after him. And then that other master pops up in our life and begins to demand attention and begins to call for it. And, 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 and if we we continue to seek after God, we find ourselves resisting and as the, even going as far as the Lord said, despising that thing that's pulling at us. Or either the adverse is true. Uh, you know, we find that that thing that we need and, and that we desire in our life is, is calling out to us and we begin to pursue it and, and we try to give it our attention and we decide, uh, to, to seek after it and we try to, uh, focus on it and, and try to make it our priority. And then first thing you know, uh, we feel the Lord calling and cause God doesn't give up on us. He continues to work on us and call after us. But we find that there's a little bit of, Lord, can you just leave me alone? Can you just, can you just, you know, back off a little bit? Because right now this is so important to me. I got to focus on it. I give, give it attention. I, you know, and, and I'm going to talk about various aspects of her life in a minute just to, to get into some details because I don't want to talk generically the whole time. Uh, but you see the pattern that we have, the struggle that can be created in our life. And many people spend their whole life Battling between multiple masters in their life. Sometimes we don't choose those masters, but those masters choose us. They tend to raise themselves up and become demanding to be the master of our attention. And you can't have two masters, it's a fact. As long as there are two masters, uh, you're going to struggle. You're going to have that battle. You're never going to have that victory. You're never going to be able to get over uh, and, and push over the edge. And, and, and Jesus thought it was so strong. He said it was so strong. I, I read these scriptures again. Uh, the, in the Matthew 16, 24, he said, if, you, if any man will come after me, if any man will let me be his master, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. And in, in Luke, the 24th chapter, the 26th verse, the 14th chapter, the 26th verse, it's so strong that the Lord said, if any man come unto me and hate not his father, mother, and wife, and children, and brethren, and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Now, I want to tell you, that's very direct and plain. It's so strong that I have a hard time even hearing and reading that scripture. Hate 
the things that are so precious to us. Now, I, I, I truly believe, and just bear with me today, that God, I believe that God has a, a, a plan and a way that he wants to speak uh, into us today. But I, I'll think if we could get this thing in perspective and begin to really truly understand what the allegiance and the, and the master uh, role that God wants to have in our life, hallelujah, and we could begin to put all of it in perspective, we'll see our life come together. Because uh, there's another scripture a little later on that I'll refer to where the Lord says, uh, no man has ever given up anything in this world that I didn't restore to him in this life. In this life. I'll read the scripture later, but you see, it's going to come that if you will pursue, if you will pursue God with all your heart, the scripture comes to my mind right now, and I hadn't even thought about it till just now. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. And I will tell you, when the Lord gives a directive like that, you can't get around it. It is required in your life. So you've heard this. This is not new to you, but the Lord has spoken some things into my life today, and I want to share with you how that our relationships, our career, our interest, our hobbies, our enjoyment, our pursuit, our families can even rise up the very things that are most dear to us, the things that uh, need our attention, the things that require attention can rise up in demand. And first thing you know, they become a master to us and then it creates a struggle between us and the thing that God, hallelujah, wants to be in our life. It creates a struggle, hallelujah, and there is a despite uh, that creeps up, hallelujah, because God says you're either going to love the one and hate the other or cling to the one and despise the other. You have to make a conscious decision. I'm going to share with you some things, and I'm going to be very open with you uh, about some personal things today in my life where I've had to make conscious decisions in, in, in uh, a lot of ways. And, and, and I, want to, I want to just share with you. I sat down the other day, and I wrote some thoughts. And these are just thoughts that I was expressing in my mind. And, and before I say, uh, I say this today, before I start saying this, I, I, I want you to know, and I'm going to go on record, I appreciate my wife. I love her. She's a wonderful lady. She has stood by me. There are not very many ministers that I know to have a wife that supports them and they're close to them as this woman is to me. And so this message is not a, a backhanded way for me to send any kind of message to Gracie. This is a, a thing that I want you to understand. These expressions that I'm fixing to make today are just expressions that the Lord uh, birthed in my thoughts process as I saw the struggle that we can go through. And uh, uh, me and Gracie are not at battle today. But, uh, you know, I, I want you to know it, it could become a problem if we we don't have things in the right perspective. I, I wrote these statements down the other day, and I begin, begin to think about relationships. I wrote this statement. The first thing I said was, I want to love you. I want to love you. I desire to love you. I desire to have this relationship. And, and today, let me just sort of give you the idea so you can, you can follow me as I go through these thoughts and I won't have to go through it multiple times. Uh, in, in career, you know, I, uh, I, if there's anything worse than being a slave, it's working in a career that you hate. Doing a job that you despise. You know? You want to love what you do, right? You want to be enjoy what you do. You want to be able to say, "Man, I go to work and I I enjoy this. I get fulfillment out of it. It's a it's a it's a challenge, and it reaches out and touches your life. and And I do it, and I feel like I accomplish something. I make somebody's life better because I do it. And and when it's over, I can be proud of what my accomplishments and and I'm not having to. But you know, you want to. And, and so it's a natural thing in all of this that I'm talking about today in, in terms of your relationships, your career, your hobbies, your enjoyment, your pursuits, your families. I want to love you. But the fact of the matter is I can't love you with all my heart, with all my soul, and with all my mind. There's just one all of me. There's just one all of me, and that belongs to him. Hallelujah. 
There's just one all of me, and that belongs to him. So I can't love you with all my heart, with all my soul, and with all my mind. I can love the Lord that way. If I choose to love something else with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, then I have another God and another master. And there's a struggle. Hallelujah. I want to love you. I want to love you, but I can't love you with all of me. There's only one all of me that I can, I can give, and that belongs to the Lord. No one but God can be my master. He's got to be my master. I can think of times, and I, I, I can think of times, and I'm going to relate a little bit of this later, and i got to hurry to get through this, uh, times where when I was at a point of decision at in my life and my career, and I realized that a decision to go a certain direction was going to demand more of me than I had to give. And I had to say, uh-uh, I don't want to go down that path. Because, you see, I ain't got but one of me, and there's only one all of me, and that belongs to God. Hallelujah. I'll relate this directly to you in just a few moments. Hallelujah. Uh, listen, I want, I want to say this to you today. This thought came to my mind. If I'm to love you, you can't be my master. If I'm supposed to love this thing, if I, you know, I can think of a job that I had and I worked for IBM and, and, uh, you know, I reached a very high executive level with IBM and I reached a level that a lot of people, uh, never reach. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, I reached a level where I probably had bosses uh, over my career that never, they never reached. And, and, uh, actually one time I was at a lower level and was hiring a guy that was at my level because it was not unusual for those kind of things to go on in IBM. And, and, uh, I reached that executive level and I began to see the demand that it was going to have in, in my life, you know. And, and I began to think, uh, you know, I love this job. I enjoy what I do. I enjoy the fulfillment of going out and fixing people's problems and, and, and leading successful projects and doing things. But I can't let you be my master. You can't consume me. You see, because I can only have one master. And, you know, in the, uh, bring it back home, you know, me and Gracie in our relationship, look, I don't know of anybody in here. I doubt there's anybody here. In fact, I'll guarantee you there's nobody in this room today that loves their wife any more than I do. But she can't be my master. I can't have but one master. God has got to be my master. Now, I want to, I want to go on to share you with you this today. You know, when I, when we all become willing to play by God's ground rules and, and begun, uh, the, the play by on the, on the foundation that God has created, you know, I, I want to make this statement. I wrote this down. I can love you greatly. I can love you exclusively from a human perspective. I can love you extensively, but I can't do it as my master. If you're attempting to be my master, then there's going to be some hating and despising going on with, with God that has to be my master. The Lord laid this ground rule. He said, you can't have two masters. You'll either hate the one and cling to the other, or you'll cling to the one and despise the other. Hallelujah. So, and I've seen so many things. Uh, uh, I've seen, I've seen ministries destroyed. Hallelujah. Because of the conflict that there was in relationships and with careers and, and objectives and, and perspective that, that it's something became the master. And rather than, than a person pursuing after God, hallelujah. You know, it, God puts no limit on how much I can love that woman over there. Hallelujah. As long as she des- won't desire and try to be my master. If she tries to rule my life, if she tries to be my master, there's a conflict with God. And I'll find myself clinging to either her and despising God or clinging to God and despising her. 
That's what the word says. It's plain. It's simple. It's right there in the word of God. And I'm going to talk about other aspects of our life. I can hold, I, I, I can hold you, hold to you and despise God, or I can hold to God and despise you. No man can serve two masters. Hallelujah. So we have a choice to make. That's why the Lord made such a strong statement when he said, uh, if any man will come after me, let him deny and let him lay down his life and let him, uh, hate his father and mother and wife and children and, and, and even his own life and take up his cross and follow me is because we must decide who we, who we going to allow. What are we going to have? What are we going to love? What are we going to let become the thing that uh, rules our life? I want to bring this into perspective today in terms of our, our uh, various aspects of our life. You know, but I, I, I would say to Grace, if, if there was a struggle today, you know, if there was this struggle where Gracie was saying, you know, you know, you just, you just can't, you know, I can't, I'm having a problem when you're serving God and I'm having a problem when you being a minister and having a problem with the attention you give, uh, the ministry. And I'm having a problem with how much time you spend, uh, you know, uh, meditating on the word and spending time and you don't ever give me attention because you're always off trying to work and help somebody else. I'd have to say to her, you know, maybe if you don't, try to be my master. I can love you. I can love you more than you'll ever need, but you can't be my master. I can only have one master. Hallelujah. I've had to make this conscious decision. As I said, not the struggle with Gracie and I, but I've had to make this conscious decision in other areas of my life in, in terms of career. Uh, uh, you know, I remember a time uh, where I was uh, pursuing a career and I was pursuing a job opportunity and I was uh, interviewing at an executive level out in Texas and, and uh, I, I, the, you would recognize the name Ross Perot was the head of the organization. The organization was EDS and, and they had a major firm and you went through this extensive interview process and I flew out there on a plane and I sat down with an executive uh, with a team of people and interviewed and went through a whole day of intensive interviewing and and at the end of the day close of the day I was at with one of their top executives as I sat in his office and he looked at me and he said Mr. Payne I don't believe you want me to offer you a job and I looked at him and said sir you're exactly right and I admit there's a little bit of youthful arrogance in the reply that I gave him, but I said, there's no way I would sell my soul to come to work for this company the way you are explaining that you'll require. And he said, can I call you a cab? And I said, please do. Because he wanted me to make a conscious decision right there in his office to say, I want to work for this company so bad that I'll go anywhere at any moment, and I'll accept this job right here without even talking to my wife or my family or anybody, and I'll go to work for you, and you just tell me where you want to be, when you want me to be there, and I'll, and that was the level of commitment that they were looking for, and I realized I couldn't make that commitment. I had to make a conscious decision. I only got one master. You know, and that's just, that's a, that's sort of a natural example. But even uh, over further on into my life, I remember one time that I was interviewing for a position in the aerospace industry in IBM, and interviewed with the top of the aerospace industry in in uh, up in uh, in in I forget in in St. Louis, Missouri, and I got a job offer, and and they made me the offer, and I was uh, had the assignment, and, and the assignment was with an airplane manufacturer down in Savannah, Georgia, very impressive company, and and all this stuff, and as I began to deal with it, I began to realize the demands of that job was that they were going to expect me uh, uh, to relocate to Savannah uh, on a temporary basis back and forth and 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 it would be the kind of job that on Friday nights instead of coming home and spending time with my family and uh, that I'd be uh, have to be uh, uh, entertaining the executives in the company and going out and whining and dining and playing golf with them on Saturday and and coming back uh, and spending a few minutes with the family on the weekend and then going back to work you know and I just I just reached the point where I said you know this ain't worth it I can only have one master I begin to pray. God, I done got myself in something I ain't, I'm not looking up for. Hallelujah. I was in Denver, Colorado with my boss, 
at that time when we got the call and they said, we're not going to sign the contract. He said, well, buddy, I'm sorry. I said, but I'll find you something else to do. Don't worry about it. We got jobs for you. You come work with me out Rockwell. We'll, we, we got plenty to do. Uh, I said, okay, thank you. But all time inside, thank you, Lord. I didn't want something else to become my master. Hallelujah. I wanted to serve God. I wanted to be able to worship God. I wanted to be able to come to church. I wanted to be able to have the freedom to follow after him. I, you know, these are conscious decisions and things that we have to make. And, and you know, uh, when, I, when, when I, my career ended with IBM, and forgive me, I'm just, just sharing with you things today where, uh, you know, my career ended with IBM. I was one of four executives in IBM handling a large account. And, and I remember Gracie and I went to Charlotte, North Carolina. And as I said in the meeting that day, I heard there wasn't going to be four of us anymore. There's going to be three. And I went to my boss and I said, hey, what's going on here? They're talking about three of us instead of four of us. He said, yeah, I heard that. He said, but we can get you up in Charlotte, you know, and, and uh, if, you, if you're willing to move to Charlotte, you can become, uh, you know, the executive here. And, you know, and, and I had to say, you know, huh, you know, he's trying to be my master. I'm pastor of church in Covington, Georgia. You know, I, I got a family out. My roots are there. I, I got a calling. I got uh, something that, that, that's more important to me. And, and you know, I'm not going to be able to do that, you know. And I, I, I could look and see the times where you have to call that shot and say, look, I can only have one master in my life. I can't, I can't aff- allow something to uh, become over, uh, uh, overwhelming and over, override, hallelujah, the conscious decision that you make. And you say, you know, whether well, how did it work out? Well, look, you know, major, major changes took place in my life. If I were to tell you the numbers, hallelujah, you know, I'm, 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 I'm astounded at, at, at what God was able to do and, and, and how it was overcome. But it was, it took a conscious decision to say, look, I can only have one master in my life. Our interest. I thought about Hallelujah. And y'all, forgive me, I won't pick on just, just anything today, but I thought about this whole concept. I was at a soccer practice the other night. It seemed like it was zero degrees, minus 20, wind blowing. I watched a bunch of adults get out there and run around kicking the soccer ball and little kids with not enough clothes on getting out there. And I thought, this is crazy. What's your master? What is it that's consuming your life? What is it that makes you call your decisions? What is it that you'd sacrifice in order to give her? The Lord said you can't have but one master. Hallelujah. I want to just share with you today. You know, these are real life situations. I remember a young man that reached a point. He played in baseball and he read, you know, this travel ball. And, you know, they ought to outlaw that stuff, you know. And it's, you know, because travel ball means Sunday, Saturdays and Sundays is what it really means. Anywhere they want you to be. He reached a point where he said, look, that's not that important to me. It's more important that I have a normal life, that I bounce all over the country, you know. And I will tell you, you've you got to reach those decisions in your life. It's important. That's one reason I wanted these young people to be in here today, because you need to be understand to praise God. You can only have one master. You can choose who that master is going to be, but if you choose to ha- try to serve two masters, there's going to be a conflict. There's going to be a natural battle. That's going to be the struggle that you're going to go through. And praise God, the sooner you can reach the point where you say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It becomes my priority. It becomes my decision. My choices are driven by that. Hallelujah. If I can't serve God and do this, praise God. Hallelujah. I, I mean, I, I'll make it this simple for you. If all the Christians that kids play little league ball would say to them, look, and I'm going to just remind you of the statement made, I can love you, but you can't be my master. I want to play ball, but I got some other priorities, some important things. And if you want me to play ball on your team, we won't be doing it on Sunday. You know how many games would be canceled? There'd be a lot of them because there's some very talented people. 
So uh, that's just an example today because so many times we preach in these generic terms and it's hard for us to take them down to exactly where we live. But I want to tell you today, you cannot serve two masters. You must. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, I, I think you can, praise God, I think a, a kid can play ball. I think you can have a career. I think you can have a future. I think you can go out and work. I think you can make money. I think you can uh, uh, have a company. I think you can do, hallelujah, but it can't be your master and still have God as your master. You must, praise God, you must choose who your master is. Hallelujah. See, so many times we want to take it and make it all or nothing. You know, I think about the... uh, I talk about relationships, and I think about the the people up here at the monastery. There are guys up there, I think the right term for them is monks, you know. And they have made a career and said, look, we're gonna, I'm going to give my life to service in the church. I'm not going to have a wife. I'm not going to have a family. And I'm going to give my life as a service. And, and the Bible makes it very clear. That's not a requirement. That's not something that you have to do. But you can have a relationship. You can have a marriage. In fact, it's, it's well instructed and very well justified in the Word of God. You know, it's uh, outlined many, many times. It's typical of Christ and the church. But you can't let it become your master. It becomes your master. It's in conflict with the, ma- with the Lord being your master. You wonder why you're in a struggle? Praise God. You're either going to cling to the one and despise the other, or love the one or hate the other. Praise God. Hallelujah. I won't tell you, these are, these are very clear and, 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 and uh, great things. You know, I'm not the only one who's gone through these. I thought about a story, and if you've been around Brother Herman very long, you've heard him tell this story. Brother Herman Gotti tells, relates the story of how he worked with IBM, and he had a, a career with IBM going around working in all, uh, not IBM, with, but with the Bib Manufacturing Company, working all over the place. I was promoted you there, brother. <laughs> he was working with, with a Bib Manufacturing Company, traveling all over the place. And Brother Herman tells the story of one day coming home and stopping at Indian Springs and sitting down on a rock. And right there on that rock that day, the Lord made Brother Herman Goddard make a choice of who his master was going to be. And pursued a career rather than a, a career a executive level with be a manufacturer and starting up plants and, and, and doing things all at a level to say, but rather pastor in a little church that started off with 18 people and six of them left the first day. Eight hundred. See, these are not. This is not some fictitious, imaginary process that you go to. It's real. Brother Herman also relates the story of a day when he went to work, and he told Sister Grace when he went to work that day. He said, "I'm probably going to be unemployed before the day's over." I think he went to Macon, had a meeting, walked in. The boss looked at him and said, well, you know, we're going we're gonna to be cutting out your position. You won't have a position anymore after the day. And Brother Herman told him, thank you. You see, I got another master I serve. I got another master that's more important to me. I got something else that I've got to pursue. I got something else that is calling for my attention. These are real life, real lived examples that I'm just giving you today. Just to, and I'm not pinning roses on Brother Herman or anything, but just to, to bring to reality that this is the kind of thing that we have to understand. Hallelujah. The Lord said, you know, there are certain things that when it comes down to it, it's going to call for your attention. It's going to make a demand on your life. But you've got to realize that when something rises up and demands that you be your master, you got to choose what you're going to love. you got to choose what you're going to serve. 
And you know, in in in, I thought about uh, children and 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 families and and uh, the the whole uh, type of uh, uh, relationships that we we get into uh, there. I, I think you're I think you're supposed to raise your children. In fact, I'm gonna read a scripture. I'm gonna read some other scripture here in just a moment. But you you know you're demanded. You're called upon to to raise your children. But I'm gonna tell you when your children rise up and want to be your master. And it's, you say, oh, that don't happen. It happens every day in the world that we live in today. It was prophesied that it would happen. You can only have one master. We need to look at some situations in our life and say, look, I want to love you. I can love you. In fact, I can love you more than you could ever imagine. Hallelujah. You know, I think about the career thing, and forgive me for being personal, but I was good at what I did. You know? I had executives in IBM, high-level executives, look at me and tell me, you, you brought off a program that never would have happened had you not been here and done that. And you know, I wanted to do it. I was, I was willing to do it. But I had to reach a decision at times where I said, look, this is not it's so important with me, hallelujah, that I'll put my life on hold. And I'll put my God second place. Hallelujah. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. I can give you this much of me, but I can't give you all of me. Hallelujah. You see, I remember working with people who'd say, you know what, we're going to do this afternoon. You know, on Friday afternoon, well, we're going to go out and spend the evening and, and, and with a customer. And, and uh, tomorrow morning, we're going to go play golf. And Sunday afternoon, we're going to get together and put together a proposal. Count me out. Hallelujah. This thing's not my master. This thing's not my master. And look, I, I, I believe that we, we, we have to be committed. I believe we have to be hardworking. Look, I, I look at my daughters and, and, uh, I raise them and they're both career girls and they're very successful and they, they've, they've done well and I'm proud of them. I'm proud of, of what they've attained and everything. Hallelujah. But, you know, and, and, and when I see them getting a little strong or a little overboard, I have to watch, step back and say, oh my goodness, they're following after the pattern. You know? But I thank God they have it in them that they understand that their family, their husbands, their God, hallelujah, has to take priority. Hallelujah. You know, has to take rise up and take priority. There's a there's a there's a conscious effort that we must have, and and there's a thing that we need to uh, uh, realize that we cannot we cannot allow two masters to rule our life. Hallelujah! You see, I cannot give my all of my heart and my soul and my mind to anything except God. Hallelujah! I must deny myself. I will tell you, this is not in conflict with the commandments that the Lord gives us. You know, I think about the, uh, hallelujah. I think about the things that the Lord says about marriage and about families, you know. In Genesis, the third chapter, the 16th verse, Jesus said to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall have rule over thee. You say, oh, my goodness, you mean he's going to be your master? No, you got an ultimate master. Hallelujah. But you can give the right, do benevolence and respect and honor in the order of the household of God. Hallelujah. Paul teaches us in, in Ephesians, the, the, the fifth chapter, the 22nd verse. He says, wives, submit yourselves to your own husband as unto the Lord. And, 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 and the scripture goes on. Uh, he says, uh, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. You know, so the, those are relationships defined and, and commended of God. But, you know, the right relationship, the right attitude, the attitude when something rises up and it tries to rule you to the point that you cannot serve God and you cannot be in, in a line with God and you cannot serve God, I tell you, praise God, it's out of line with the Word of God. Hallelujah. 
praise God, I believe that you have a successful career. I believe you can have hobbies. I believe you have an interest. Praise God. I believe you can have a family. Uh, uh, just get, getting on in, in, the, in the scriptures, and I, I'll be wrapping this up here uh, uh, just in just a few moments. You know, uh, uh, let's just talk about children. Talk about a child's perspective. You know, uh, the Bible is very clear. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Uh, Galatians 3 and 20, children, obey your parents in all things, for it's well-pleasing unto the Lord. Hallelujah. That's not in conflict with you can't have two masters. That's obedience to the word. That's in line with the word of God. Hallelujah. That's exactly in line with the word of God. That's exactly what God is calling for in our life. Praise God. I, I thought about the, uh, the instructions to Timothy in, in 1 Timothy, the fifth chapter, uh, the fourth verse. It says, uh, uh, you know, if, if, if I'm, I'm sorry, uh, the fourth verse says, if, but if any widow have children or nephews, let them learn first to show uh, a piety at home and to requite their parents and that that it is good and acceptable before the Lord. But you go on in that chapter and in the fifth chapter, the eighth verse, uh, you know, it, it's pretty strong. Hallelujah. Uh, th- listen to this scripture. This is not in, in spite. It says, if any provide not for his own and specifically of his own house, he has, uh, denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. That's not in conflict with having a master of the Lord and still rising up and fulfilling your responsibility to take care of your family, to love your wife, to love your children. That whole chapter, and I won't read it for the sake of time today, but in, in, in 1 Timothy, the fifth chapter, so the relationships are laid out so clearly. Our responsibility to one another, our responsibility to the love and care and, and share. And, and, and if, you, if you don't fulfill those things, I mean, they must be important to you. They must be important. But it can't be your God. It can't be your master. You can't have two masters. Hallelujah. I thought about the many people that today are struggling, living a life of turmoil because they're drawn and pulled in multiple directions because they've allowed something to come in and become their master in their life rather than God. God doesn't give up. He continues to draw he continues to call and he will. Thank God. He's merciful. He's loving. He'll continue to call in your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. But when we get our priorities straight, when we get our life in order, when we go in with a conscious decision, you see, I talked about the decision in, in, uh, uh, that I had to make in IBM in, in 2002. Praise God. You know, my boss didn't even have a question when I looked at him and said, I can't move to Charlotte. He knew where my priorities were. He understood I had a master greater than him. You see, praise God, I'm going to tell you today, hallelujah, the Lord is calling us to recognize. And there's some young people, there's some, there's some children, there's some teenagers, there's some people who are beginning their life today. And that's the reason I ask for the older children to stay in today that need to understand these principles, praise God, that the Lord said, if you want to follow after me, you will deny everything else. Take up your cross and follow me. You see the scripture that I read earlier that said, if any man will come after me, let him hate his father, mother, children, wife. That's not in conflict with 1 Timothy 5 and 8 that says, if any provide not for his own. Hallelujah. It's a matter of having your priorities in order. It's a matter of being able to look at that thing and say, look, I want to love you. I can love you. I can love you more than you could ever imagine, but you can't be my master. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. These young kids that play ball, I want to play ball. I can play ball. In fact, I can play better ball than than, uh, uh, anybody else on your team, but you can't be my master. Hallelujah. Praise God. The people who are struggling with your career, hallelujah. Look, I can be the best employee you got. In fact, I'd probably do it better than most everybody else because I have the anointing. Whoa, listen to this. I got the anointing of God on my life that enables me to do. I praise God. God enables his children to do. But you can't be my master. I got a priority. 
I got a, made a decision. No man can serve two masters. You see, God's calling us today to recognize, hallelujah, I believe that there's a calling in our church, in our lives, hallelujah, that we need to understand. Praise God. Hallelujah. Matthew 10, 29, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house, brethren, sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my sake and the gospels. Hallelujah. Praise God. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and land with persecution and in the world to come eternal life. Hallelujah. Is it worth it to declare him your master? Is it worth it to look at something and say, look, I love you. I want to love you, but you can't be my master. I've got to serve the Lord. It's worth it because God said no man's ever given up anything that he doesn't receive a hundredfold. Hallelujah. That's the commitment that God is calling to us in our life. Hallelujah. Ephesians 5 and 31, for this cause... Shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. Hallelujah. You see, there's a blessing in the Lord when we follow after him and we do things under his order and under his calling, and we realize that he has to be first in our life. When I do premarital counseling, a regular conversation with couples is the best way for you to ever have a future here is to put God first. When you both put God first, hallelujah. When God becomes number one, hallelujah. Praise God, you will be amazed. Hallelujah. Young people, young people, praise God. Pursue your education. Pursue your career. Pursue your job, but keep God number one. Hallelujah. Praise God, uh, us people, uh, you know, that own, own up in life. Praise God, I believe God uh, wants us to have interest. He wants us to have uh, 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 things that we, we do. Hallelujah. But when it becomes our priority, when we become obsessed, when we come to the point where we can't serve God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind, hallelujah, we need to step back. And raise a question. Have we got more than one master? The Lord said, I didn't say it. I didn't make it up. The Lord said, you can't serve two masters. There's going to be conflict when two things try to master your life. Praise God. I want us to stand together today. I know this is a, 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 an in-depth level of teaching that God has just laid on my heart. And, and, and I had to share it with you today. Hallelujah. Because I believe that there's some people's future hangs in the balance. I believe that there's a future in your walk with God that can struggle. Or you can make a decision to say, Hallelujah. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. As for me, my choice and priority is to put him first. And he's promised to add everything to my life. Let's pray right now. Father, Lord, today we just thank you. Lord, you're worthy to be exalted and we praise you. God, you're greater than anything in this world has to offer. And Lord, let us today, Lord, let us all realize the benefits of surrendering our all to you and following after you and pursuing you with everything that's within us. Hallelujah. Lord, let all of the components of our life, Lord, come together and let us bring it into perspective, our priorities. Let us realize and know and acknowledge today, God, that there is the struggle, Lord, that will rise up when we get those priorities out of order. Lord, let us serve you. Let us follow after you. Lord, you are our everything. Hallelujah. Lord, let it be more than the words to song.
but let it be conscious decision. Lord, let us follow after you, Lord, today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I love you and I exalt you. I praise you. I give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God.